Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. The destruction of America from within has been going on for over 200 years. Seven years after the American Revolution, the Paris Peace Treaty of 1783 established the King of England as the Prince Elector of the United States, and America continued paying debts to the Crown. During the War of 1812, the British torched the White House. The Act of 1871 created a separate corporate government for the District of Columbia, allowing it to operate with its own laws outside of the U.S. Constitution, creating the Corporation of the United States and a new city-state for the Old World Order, with its financial capital in the City of London, its religious capital in Vatican City, and its military capital in the District of Columbia. These city-states have their own sovereignty. In 1913, the Federal Reserve Act gave full control of America's wealth to a private corporation beholden to the City of London. During the Nuremberg trials, only 19 were found guilty, while hundreds of Nazi war criminals were given jobs in the United States military-industrial complex. If you were to search online for just about any Middle Eastern country in the 1950s, you will see what the region looked like before British Petroleum, the CIA, and the Mossad turned it into a hellhole of radical Islamic rule. Placing psychotic puppets in power, the old world order then used it as a catalyst for the war against terror, which was then used to destabilize the region and create the catalyst for mass migration into Europe and America. Many Americans refuse to recognize the endless crimes against humanity being committed by our own government. And so, by default, they blindly support it. Even when the American government is caught funding bioweapons labs around the Russian border, many Americans turn a blind eye. And so now the majority of the world stands with Russia and see America as the main threat against humanity. A new video produced by Russia's Wagner private military is now recruiting Americans to join them in their fight against the United States, pointing out how the United States has become a force of evil and is no longer what our forefathers intended it to be. You were a hero to your country, giving your best years in the army. You dreamed of defeating evil. You dreamed of doing much to make America great again. But in reality, you saw criminal others, the destruction of nations, the death of civilians, and all for the will of a bunch of families who thought they were earthly gods, deciding who would live under their robe and who would be destroyed. to realize that this is the side of evil, 
This is not the America the founding fathers dreamed of. It has become the focus of the evil that is destroying the whole world. And today, the only country fighting this evil is Russia. If you're a true patriot of the very future great America, join the ranks of the warriors of Russia. Help defeat evil, or it will be too late for everyone. If Americans were as righteous as we think we are, then we would not stand for such a corrupt government wreaking havoc on the rest of the world in our name. Instead, most of us are content fighting each other and turning a blind eye. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Share that video, folks. Band.video. Brilliant stuff once again from Greg Reese. Russia recruits Americans. Search. Year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Very glad to be with you here on the second day of Black History Month. (laughs) I thought it'd be funny. I just, I'll just tell you the idea. I was going to do it, but... Anyway, I thought it'd be funny to do a Black History Month segment where we just talk about uh, queer history instead, but just call it Black History. You know, kind of like what they do in school. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into a ton of stuff today. Very glad that you're here with us. We have tons of videos to show you. We're going to be talking about the 15-minute city in Oxford as they are pushing forward on that. Some new developments there, as we can see, sort of a... Well, you just see it all come together. Uh, Tug Carlson did a very interesting segment on CBDCs as well. And we're going to talk about chat GPT quite a bit, as well as the war in Ukraine and pedophiles who run our media. Yes, folks, all of all of the various threads are being tied together in one Gordian knot of human slavery, courtesy of the World Economic Forum, the WHO, the – well, you know them all. In fact – I'm working on a little chart. I'm working on a little chart. Maybe I'll maybe I'll show you a little preview later today. I'm trying to connect all the dots. There's a lot of them. One thing I realized looking into like doing some deep research, do, doing a little bit of that that Wikipedia hopscotch that we like to talk so much about. You realize you trace a lot of the people, you know, who are involved in getting us closer and closer to nuclear war with Russia in Ukraine, you can trace them all back to the war in Iraq. But there's a different there's a different way they're going about it this time. It's interesting because you go back and look at the war in Iraq and you can actually identify the people that were behind it, right? You can actually identify people like Paul Wolfowitz where it's like he was one of the main pushers for the war in Iraq and he went to President Bush and you know encouraged him to do this and they wrote a paper, him and this other guy. You know, You can actually identify the people. And it's 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 just kind of weird because you think about Ukraine, you go, well, now who is pushing for this again? Who are the people that are advocating? Who who's figuring like who's deciding this for us again? Like I think they learned from Iraq, like we got to do everything behind the scenes. We got to do all our pushing and all of our uh, uh, you know pressure 
our pressure campaigns against politicians. We've got to do all that in total secrecy so 20 years from now they can't identify who it was that, that pushed us this way. Uh, but we can identify them. Spoiler alert, they're the same ones who pushed for the Iraq war as well. So just another horrific disaster courtesy of the exact same people who are all still in power, still operating behind the scenes with a whole nefarious network of NGOs and pressure groups and uh, government positions, all all that sort of stuff. We'll get into it. We'll get into all of it. We will unspool the threads of conspiracy today and with your help as well as we take your calls but let's not delay any longer let's get into it here it is your daily dispatch all right here it is folks your daily dispatch for thursday the 2nd of february 2023 former abc news journalist arrested by feds on child porn charges yes (laughs) good morning folks uh james gordon meek 52 was arrested tuesday night by federal agents on charges of transporting images of child sex abuse ex-abc journalist uh james gordon meek uh, had gone missing i don't know if y'all remember we actually covered this when it first happened i was like nobody can find out where he is well it turns out he was uh, hiding from the FBI. The DOJ detailed its arrest of the Emmy Award-winning national security investigative producer in a press release. <laughs> How many red flags can a single sentence campaign, uh, contain, right? Emmy Award-winning. Ooh, tied in with the uh, Hollywood elite, are we? National security investigator. Ooh, national security apparatus as well, are you? <laughs> it's like, hmm, Interesting. Uh, Wednesday saying the FBI Washington Field Office's Child Exploitation Division initially investigated Meek after an anonymous uh, anonymous tip sent via Dropbox. That led ultimately to a court-authorized search of Meek's residence in April 2022 by members of the task force where law enforcement seized multiple devices that allegedly contained evidence of the transportation of images of child sex abuse. Yes, he gets pretty graphic pretty fast, and we'll get into that a little bit later once everybody's had time to have their breakfast. Also makes you wonder – Uh, Who was in charge of scuttling that ABC story uh, that we heard when Project Veritas – it was Project Veritas, right? They released that uh, hot mic moment. The woman thought she was off air, but she was talking about how she had the Jeffrey Epstein story before anybody else did, not before InfoWars, but before anybody in the mainstream media. And then the higher-ups at ABC uh, told her not to to do it. I wonder – gee, I wonder who that was. Gee, any ABC producers uh, uh, part part of a pedophile ring? Ah, a little bit of clue, a little bit of a clue there, uh, as to what's really going on behind the scenes. And of course, remember that all of the they scuttled the story on the justification that if we run this story, we won't get that exclusive interview with the royals. So you know, better to let potentially more young women be trafficked into you know, pedophile rings than than miss out on that big Harry and Meghan exclusive, right? <laughs> Priorities of our elites. It's amazing. Moving on, Hunter Biden asked Joe Biden's assistant AG, Delaware AG, and IRS to go after individuals close to President Trump who shared information from his laptop. Uh, Sort of, I don't know if he meant to, but also confirming the laptop's legitimacy and uh, the fact that it was his. Hunter Biden is going after Paul, uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, Rudy Giuliani, his attorney, uh, Robert Castello, uh, Stephen Bannon, Garrett Ziegler. Uh, Jack Maxey and Yakov Applebaum. Uh, Hunter Biden lost custody of his computers after he abandoned them in a, cu- a computer repair shop owned by John Paul Mac Isaac in Delaware in April 
2019. But see, this is this is the way it works now. This is the Great Reset in action. This is the neo-feudal world order in action. Uh, if you get caught committing crimes or you know selling your office or your family member's office or engage in some sort of mafia-style takeover of the federal government in order to enrich yourself and, and your compatriots, uh, you're not going to be the one in trouble. No, instead, you direct the authorities against the people who expose you and talk about you doing these things. Get used to it, folks, because it doesn't look like anybody's doing anything to change it anytime soon. This is an interesting story out of Houston. It may necessitate new elections. Texas Governor Abbott, after it's revealed Harris County Election Day ballot paper shortage, far bigger than estimated. One job every four years and you can't do it right. As previously reported, Texas Governor Greg Abbott in November called for an investigation into widespread problems with Harris County elections during the midterms. One Harris County race in particular raised eyebrows. Corrupt Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo won her election by nearly 16,000 votes against a popular Republican opponent. Hidalgo's top three staffers are under indictment and law enforcement booed her during her commissioner's uh, court meeting in October. Republicans spent millions to unseat Lena Hidalgo, but she still somehow won her election, won her re-election. So they uh, called an investigation into it and the allegations of election uh, improprieties may result from anything ranging from malfeasance to blatant criminal conduct. The results of the investigation uh, are in, and it turns out there is a plethora of misdeeds that went on during that election, and they may have to actually hold another election to make up for it. But that's what you get when you elect socialists into power. All of their – everybody they bring in is corrupt, and then they uh, cheat so that they never lose power ever again. You get what you ask for, I guess. Get what you vote for in that situation. The state of New York makes racial equality classes mandatory for graduation at all schools. The 64-campus SUNY college system is turning into woke University of New York, telling incoming freshmen at all of its colleges they will have to pass a diversity, equity, and inclusion and social justice-themed class to earn a diploma. Sure, you may you know, be doing something like math. You may be incredible at math. You may have all of the requisite knowledge to be an expert in that form of math, and therefore you deserve the degree. But before you do, you get on your knees and flagellate yourself, whip yourself in the back and apologize for the sins of your ancestors and sing praise of uh, the, the minorities that have somehow persisted and actually are living better lives than anywhere else in the world despite the, the heinous white supremacy that you carry in your very veins. Apologize for that. Perform the ceremony, and then and only then will you receive your diploma uh, that you earned. Uh, meanwhile, massive bombing raid against uh, Gaza and Palestine. Palestinian protesters block Israeli attempt to destroy village and homes, uh, and then they bomb the hell out of them because they're our greatest allies. The good news is the real Red Pill Plus, after over two years being sold out because the key ingredients were not available with supply chain breakdowns, is finally back in stock in the last month. The bad news is we need a limited run of it, and it's almost sold out. So we're in late January when I'm cutting this. Only seven days left to get the real Red Pill Plus with all the key ingredients like Preglinone and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Whether you're old or young, black or white, it doesn't matter. You need to experience Real Red Pill Plus. 
It's proprietary. It's amazing. I learned about it from a research scientist and a medical doctor who had a similar formula five years ago. We simply made it stronger, and we have great reviews from listeners. Get the Real Redfield Plus for a limited time. It's about to end at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. You need to try the Real Redfield Plus right now, plus it funds the InfoWar. The only way we fail is if you don't take action. Real Red Pill Plus, now available at 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com for only a few more days. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true today. We see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation Great Reset Combine trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. And that's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band out video links. That's why we've got to share them now more than ever. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The American Journal. I'll be joined in the third hour today by raw egg nationalists to address the egg issue. As well as, you know, the the entire Great Reset, uh, complete and total scam that we'll be talking about quite a bit today as more and more uh, activity is going on in specifically Oxford where they are rolling out the 15-minute city concept uh, but there's a there's a lot of developments on that front, and we can really get into exactly what's going on there. We also have uh, really a, a bunch of really great videos for you, and by great I mean, of course, horrifying. But that's what they are, and uh, it's great to, it's great to know it. <laughs> it's great to know this is going on. <laughs> Let's talk about this first. It's just good lord. I mean, these people, right? So we we already had this story. Hunter Biden asked Joe Biden's assistant AG, Delaware AG, and IRS to go after individuals close to Don, uh, Pre- uh, President Trump who shared information from his laptop. Even just that alone tells a lot, right? First of all, it says that it confirms finally, once and for all, the laptop is in fact real, which of course means that all of the uh, respectable members of our intelligence community who came out to very seriously warn us against the danger of spreading Russian disinformation in the form of the Hunter Biden laptop were were utterly full of crap like they always are and, you know, should probably be held to account for it. Like they should probably be punished somehow. If if it was up to me, they would be punished very severely, right, to – come out and to use your authority as the intelligence community, right? That cloaks you with this air of knowledge that you say, look, I'm privy to information that's not available to you regular people. So trust me when I tell you this is Russian disinformation. What do you do to someone like that? I mean, you want to talk about treason. You want to talk about 
injecting yourself into an election to alter the course of history and utterly destroy any democracy, which in and of itself, a republic of democracy, it's predicated on the people doing the voting, having accurate and an abundance of knowledge about the people and the policies that they're voting on. If the information that those people are being given by the authorities themselves with the help and you know, uh, coordination of the mainstream media, that's destroying democracy. That's an existential threat to this country. So maybe we should deal with that appropriately. I don't know. That's just me. But that's just one of the you know various conclusions you can come to from this headline. Hunter Biden asking the federal government and the Delaware AG to go after individuals who shared personal information from his laptop. The fact that this guy's still walking around free, I mean, that alone is uh, horrifying. But, of course, this is uh, this is the Great Reset, right? There are certain people that are above the law. There are certain people for whom the law is simply a tool of power, and it's the Bidens. It's the – you know whether it's Hunter or uh, Joe, you know, it's not them that are going to be punished for committing crimes. It will be the people that expose the crimes that are the ones being punished. Lawyers for Joe Biden's son, Hunter, have asked the Justice Department to investigate close allies of former President Donald Trump and others who they say accessed and disseminated personal data from a laptop that he dropped off at a Delaware computer repair shop in 2019. In a separate letter, Biden's attorneys have also asked Fox News host Tucker Carlson to retract and apologize for what they say are false and defamatory claims made repeatedly about him on air, including implying without evidence evidence that he had unauthorized access to classified documents found at his father's home. Uh, but he did. He did. Or at least he had the potential to, right? There because they weren't secured because there was no way of knowing whether the, right, he had access. He may have not made use of that access, but there's literally no way of knowing. So you can go ahead and assume that he did and then he probably used that classified information to uh, enrich himself and continue the corrupt activities of his father and their entire mafia family. But it gets worse. We'll get to it in a second. The request of the criminal inquiry, which comes as a, a criminal inquiry, right? A request of criminal inquiry. They want to send people to prison for telling the truth about them. They want to make people criminals for exposing their own misdeeds. Is anything more typical of these tyrannical psychopaths? Which comes as Hunter Biden faces his own tax evasion investigation by the Justice Department, has no practical impact and does not commit federal prosecutors to take any action, but it nonetheless represents a concerted shift in strategy and a rare public response by the younger Biden and his legal team to years of attacks by Republican officials, attacks and conservative media, attacks. This dude is just – he's just running a mafia family, just selling the American people out hand over fist. For millions of dollars, engaged in you know the Metabiota funding uh, bioweapons labs in Ukraine, and then impeaching President Trump when he starts looking into it, and just all the text messages and the, the I mean, it's all just the, you know the stuff that's not criminal is still so unbelievably immoral. It's it reflects on the entire well Biden crime family. But that's but that's being portrayed by the Associated Press as attacks by the Republicans. Oh, this this poor criminal mastermind being criticized and talked about by Fox News. <laughs> Throw them in prison quick. Incredible. Uh, it also represents the latest salvo in a long-running laptop saga, which began with a New York Post story in October 2020 that detailed some of the emails that it says were found on the device related to his foreign business dealings. 
It was swiftly seized on by Trump as a campaign issue during the presidential election year. Again, folks, it's just can you imagine being a normie right now? Like can you imagine just getting your news from these people where – and we, you know, we've said it a million times. But, but their entire purpose their, of existence as journalists is to tell the truth while leaving you believing an absolute lie with the impression of total falseness. Right, as if this was uh, something that uh, Trump just latched on to try to make a campaign issue. No, people who saw it were horrified and scandalized at the open corruption that's discussed in the emails, the high-level manipulation of the American people and the power that's vested in the American politicians in order to enrich themselves. But that's not the way the AP reports it. It reports it as if it's uh, just Trump being a big meanie. Can you imagine? Can you imagine listening to these people ever for a single second and actually being tricked by them? But here's the here's the big one. Hunter Biden threatened to withhold uh, pay if assistant didn't FaceTime him for sex. Yeah. Hunter Biden threatened one of his crash uh, cash strapped young female staffers with withholding her pay if she didn't FaceTime him for sex. Shocking text between the president's son, 52, and his young assistant, who, who was 29 at the time, show Hunter uh, asking for video sex sessions and sending her cash via Apple Pay after she pleaded that she was struggling to make uh, rent. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, blackmailing uh, an employee into sex. He's got the Harvey Weinstein checklist. Uh, sex trafficking people that's hinted at when he's literally ordering women like they're off a takeout menu he's like one asian please uh so that's like the jeffrey epstein chat he's like all of the worst parts of the democratic establishment machine from the hollywood from hollywood to the academic uh side of things which yes jeffrey epstein did pretend he was an academic and they all pretended to believe it when they were you know going to his uh island to discuss highfalutin ideas like you know I'm not even going to talk about what they did there. But he's like – it's like all of the most corrupt elements all smashed into one and then strung out on coke and wandering around naked in his backyard. It's so typical that the mainstream media protects this guy and celebrates this guy and defends this guy and acts outraged when people actually talk about what he does. So typical. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. 
All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. We're going to talk about the Great Reset, the 15-minute city scam that they're running, of course, and also, uh, you know, the way that they're doing this. It really is incredible. There's this group called, it's called C40, and cities whose uh, mayors have signed up or pledged themselves to essentially be, you know, agents of the World Economic Forum and use their position as mayor, not to serve the people uh, that elected them, but rather to serve the unelected foreign billionaires who demand that they uh, turn their cities into, you know, ghettoized, uh, partitioned Groups. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I'm going to talk about the Ukraine war right now. Uh, Once again, Trump has come out with yet another video that shows he's just clearly the best man for the job. It seems like literally every single day, whether it's you know declaring war on the Mexican cartels and treating them as a terrorist force and eliminating them with military might, or uh, you know stopping the physical and mental mutilation. Mutilation of children in elementary schools. And now he's come out with a video calling for peace in Ukraine to avoid nuclear war. Donald Trump posted uh, two videos to his Truth Social platform on Thursday advocating for peace negotiations between Ukraine and Russia before the world slips into nuclear World War III. Just remember, you know, we had a we had a very nice little four-year gap in between the warmongering. We had Donald Trump in office. He was able to assert American power across the globe. He was able to force dictators and rogue states into negotiations and into you know, making concessions for him. And you know, essentially he was, a, he was a strongman leader that didn't start a war. The first president in my lifetime and probably the lifetime of anybody under the age of 50 that didn't launch some new catastrophe on the world stage. And, of course, for that time, you know, Russia took over Georgia when Obama was in charge, and now he's taking over Ukraine that Biden's in charge. For that four-year gap with Trump in charge, you didn't see Russia doing much of anything, did you? Wouldn't it be nice to have someone like that back in office? Really incredible. I saw a tweet the other day that was just like, you know, three years ago, eggs eggs were a dollar a dozen, gas was under two dollars a gallon there was world peace for the first time in our lifetime like everything was pretty good it was all pretty good then biden got into charge and uh just everything has collapsed utterly and completely again it's not because it's not because of biden necessarily it's because of what biden represents that is a mouthpiece for the new world order that uh, actually runs things from behind the scene and behind a shield of supposed nonprofit organizations and other um, various uh, little tricks, little illusions to hide their ruthless acquisition of power across the globe. Let's go now to clip number 13. Here's Trump calling for peace, peace talks in Ukraine and uh, between Ukraine and Russia and slamming Biden for escalating us ever towards World War Three. The situation in Ukraine is very dangerous, explosive and escalating by the day. Joe Biden's weakness and incompetence has brought us to the brink of nuclear war. And now Biden is doing what he said 10 months ago would lead to World War III. 
He is sending in American tanks. It's far past the time for all parties involved to pursue a peaceful end to the war in Ukraine before this already horrific catastrophe spirals out of control and ends up leading, indeed, to World War III. And this would be a war like no other war, because this would be a nuclear war. As I have said many times before, Russia's invasion of Ukraine would have never happened if I was in the White House. Not even thinkable, not even a possibility. We must end this ridiculous war and demand peace in Ukraine now before it gets worse. And believe it or not, it would be easy to do. It would be very easy to do. I think it would be pretty easy to do. I think the problem is that nobody is even trying to do it. They don't seem interested in the slightest in actually attempting to mitigate the possibility of a nuclear exchange. Everything we're doing is accelerating towards that. And again, it doesn't matter how much we give to Ukraine. It's never enough, and it never will be enough. In fact, according to Christopher B. Schlitz uh, from Die Welt, a very uh, big newspaper in Germany, why it's almost impossible that Ukraine can still win. As bitter as it is, a victory for Ukraine is becoming less and less likely every day. Kiev's army is running out of men and material. The enemy is adapting better and has massive supplies. No wonder Western diplomats are talking more and more about a ceasefire. Uh, the only thing I don't agree with there is that he, he thinks that Western diplomats are talking about a ceasefire. I've seen almost no evidence of that whatsoever. They're doing everything they can to continue to accelerate and expand the war and push us ever closer to uh, that nuclear catastrophe for which they would benefit solely, right? Uh, there's so much to talk about here with the war. I'm just trying to figure out what uh, order to do it in. Uh, Jimmy Dore went on Tucker Carlson to actually advocate for peace, and now he's holding a rally uh, that – I would encourage everybody to get to, if you can, Washington, D.C. anti-war rally, Rage Against the War Machine. Jimmy Dore posted this. Rally for Peace in Ukraine, February 19th, Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial. He says he'll be speaking along with many others. And you can see the, the people involved in this are people like the Libertarian Party, the uh, People's Party, the Mises Caucus, Peace for Ukraine group. So this is really sort of a libertarian uh, group, but – you know, there's there's really a chance for there's really a chance for a, a political movement here to bring together libertarians and even the more even the more peace loving socialist to oppose a pointless exercise in war, uh, just the the futile and ill advised warmongering that our establishment seems bent on continuing. And oh my god, there's just there's just so much. Uh, who attacked the Nord Stream pipelines? In this global whodunit, the U.S., Russia, and even Britain have all been suspects. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock Russia right out of that because it's their pipeline, and they could have just shut it off with a switch. So I don't think they would have blown it up because they benefited nothing from it. So, uh, yeah, U.S. And, and even Britain have all been suspects. Yes, it's a, it's a big whodunit. Was it us or was it us over there? It's, uh, it's very interesting. The crime scene lies at the bottom of the Baltic Sea in the chilly waters off the Danish island of Bornholm, close to Sweden's nor 
uh, southern coastline. It was here in late September that powerful explosions ruptured Nord Stream 1 and 2 underwater gas pipelines that ran from Russia to Germany, an unprecedented attack on European energy infrastructure. With three blasts, which tore through Nord Stream steel and concrete reinforced pipes, appeared appeared to bear all the hallmarks of an audacious operations carried out in Europe by the Kremlin's agent even before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> Just what? Like, what are they doing? What? When has that happened? When does anything like this happen? It's just like... They do something that's just never been done before. It's just like blowing up an underwater pipeline. Like it's out of a James Bond movie, but I can't think of anything, you know, in recent times that would reflect this. But the media is just like, God, typical Kremlin action, if you ask me. It's like, on what evidence, you weirdos? Uh, but they admit now they've, they've done really big investigations. They've tried really hard to figure this out, and they uh, really have to admit at this point that – there's a pretty big possibility it was people from the West who carried this out. Four months on, none of the three separate investigations by Denmark, Germany, and Sweden have said publicly who they believe is responsible. Well, they're probably protecting Russia. You know, if I had to guess, you know, they probably have evidence it's Russia and they just don't want to say it. Come on. I mean, come on. It was us. It was us. Now think about that for a little while. Think about what the West is willing to do. Think about how big of liars they are when they... You say you have to, you know, be a slave in your own home because they care so much about climate change. But also, we just blew up a giant oil pipeline under the ocean and spread oil all over the place. Uh, we're going to get back into the Ukraine war on the other side. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's AmericanJournalInfoWars.com. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate bone broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're going to find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric. The list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there and your purchase supports the Info War, a 360 win. If you've not experienced bone broth, and even the regular ones have great effects, believe me, you want to get InfoWars Life Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, it would take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it. Just go to InfoWarsTore.com, read the facts there, and then order some, and you can't lose. It's nutritive, it empowers your body, it's great for your immune system, bones and joints, and it funds the InfoWar. So, Ultimate Bone Broth, now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for 25% off. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
back, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the Ukraine war right now. As well as the wider war, which will soon unfold before you. You can see all the, all the pieces being put into place as we speak, including the uh, big war games, uh, an attempt to intimidate Iran. I mean, the, the signals out of Israel and Iran that a, a clash is imminent there are coming from everywhere. The UN just came out saying that Iran is, uh, they're right on the cusp. They're right about to, to build a nuclear bomb, just like they have been for 20 years. For 20 years, they've been just on the cusp of building a nuclear bomb. They're, all, oh, they're always on the cusp. And if we don't stop them now, you know, geez, it's going to be bad. So, you know, we have to uh, start a, a world war just in case, just in case they get a little bit closer. Uh, so the UN's talking about it. The Israel and U.S. is holding big war games. They're just uh, rattling sabers so loud it's deafening. Uh, and actually, we have, we have more stories on that front as well with Russia actually telling uh, Israel not to supply weapons, uh, arms to Ukraine. So again, we've talked about this for the last year or so. Even before the invasion into Ukraine, it was obvious where the fault lines were being drawn. Russia, Iran, China versus Israel, America, and their satrapies in uh, Western Europe. Russia warns Israel against supplying arms to Ukraine. Russia on Wednesday warned Israel against supplying uh, weapons to Ukraine after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he was considering military aid for Kiev and was also willing to mediate in the conflict. Quote, we say all these countries that supply weapons to Ukraine should understand that we will consider these weapons to be legitimate targets for Russia's armed forces. Foreign Minister Spokesperson Maria uh, Maria Zakharova told reporters since the beginning of the Russian invasion in Ukraine in February last year, Israel has adopted a cautious position towards Moscow, seeking to maintain neutrality. Hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, the World War Three is 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 on. You know, it's about to happen. I mean, it's kind of funny to think that Israel would be against what Russia is doing, considering that as we speak, they're bombing the hell out of their neighbors as they continue to expand their settlements, by which I mean evicting Palestinians from the homes that they live in and murdering them if they oppose it. Incredible stuff. So they're, they're in no position to talk. Uh, but back to this pipeline thing. So again, I guess they just – they really do just need you stupid because to read this and come away with any conclusion other than America did it or the Western powers did it. Like you, you got to be dumb. You got to be dumb, and it's written, I guess, for for dumb people. This whole, like, this whole article this is from the uh, the Times, right? The London, the London Times, or whatever it's called. Like the big, one of the biggest newspapers. It's like you know, it's the UK version of the New York Times. It's the biggest newspaper there, and uh, the most respected, and the most prestigious. And it's just the whole thing is all of these reasons why. It couldn't possibly be Russia, and there's no reason why it would be Russia, and it's Russia just being like, please stop making these uh, – let me find the actual uh, quote here. <laughs> uh, stupid and absurd allegations. That's what the Kremlin called it. The Kremlin has fiercely denied any suggestion it would have targeted its own pipelines, calling the allegations stupid and absurd. And some Western officials appear to agree. The German investigation is thought to have made little progress so far, with officials having yet to uncover any compelling evidence. However, the Times understands that they remain open to theories that a Western state carried out the bombing uh, with the aim of blaming it on Russia. And we're open to that idea, to that obvious reality. Yeah, we're open to it. 
Some have questioned why Moscow would have blown up the pipelines given that the Kremlin had invested uh, had invested billions into the construction of Nord Stream, whose major shareholder is Gazprom, the Russian energy giant. The project also provided Moscow with a steady stream of revenues while increasing Europe's energy reliance on Russia. It's just like, here's all of the reasons why Russia would never do this to itself, but we think they actually may have. So, you know, just keep that in mind. It's just, it's so ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, It just goes on and on, right? Uh, August Hanning, the former director for Germany's Foreign Intelligence Service, argued late last year that several other countries beside Russia could conceivably have an interest in disabling the pipelines. He named the United States, Ukraine, Poland, and Britain. They all have their reasons, he said. So just in case we're just in case we're trying to figure this out like it's a like it's a real mystery here because it's not it's not a mystery one of the suspects is saying they're with the murder weapon covered in blood and the other one is is the one who was attacked so gee who did it it's not a mystery but let's pretend that it is you've got one side that has absolutely no means or motive i guess they have the opportunity and the other side that has tons of motive for doing it and also threatened to do it and also afterwards were thanked by other co-conspirators for doing it. Do you remember all of these things? Biden, two weeks before the start of the Ukraine war, made Washington the main suspect, saying, quote, if Russia invades, that means tanks or troops crossing the border of Ukraine again, there will no longer be a Nord Stream 2. When pressed on what he meant, he said, I promise you, we will be able to do it. Okay, so once one suspect in this murder mystery threatened to do it, then afterwards... Uh, Radoslav Sikorowski, the former Polish uh, foreign minister, also referenced Biden's comments in a Twitter post that read, thank you, USA. Remember he put a picture of the destroyed pipeline and said, thank you, USA. So it's like, gee, wonder who did this. Like it's all, it's all absurd. The fact that it could be anybody other than us is just ridiculous. But this whole article, again, is just this mainstream media cognitive dissidents where they list out all of the reasons why it would never be russia why all of the reasons it's obviously the western powers nato america britain whoever uh and then but then they you know the overall theme of the article is like but we think it's probably russia actually it's just totally absurd but here's the here's the point of all of this the point is this is what all of the anti-russia propaganda has been about for the last five years or so right this is what you know, there's a reason why they chose Russia as the person or as the organization, as the entity that they were insisting that Donald Trump is controlled by. They w- they were planting the seeds of the Russia conflict years and years ago by you know claiming that they were infiltrating and, and affecting our elections. And they it goes farther where they blame things on Russia that make no sense, and then they go, oh, see, that's proof that Russia is crazy. And this is how it works, right? You go, maybe Russia blew up their own pipeline. You go, but that logically doesn't make any sense. And they go, I know, Russia, right? Because Russians are just crazy and nothing they do makes sense. That's why we hate them. Not Not Vladimir Putin. You know, we don't want regime change. God forbid. We hate the Russian people. I'm serious. This is what the people in charge feel and what they're saying. Uh, Podolak, Podoliak, a Ukrainian presidential advisor, had a much simpler explanation. See – they're providing you the explanation for why this thing that makes no damn sense whatsoever, that is logically completely inconsistent and for any reasonable person is a 
something they would reject outright. But they have a reason for this. They say, don't look for any rational logic in Russia's actions, he told the Times this week. Russia works differently. It relies on actions which are illogical, but it believes will intimidate. Its economy is on the back burner now. See, this is, this is how they make excuses. This is how stupid they think you are, where when you point out that there's no logic or consistency or reason behind their actions, they go, yeah, ex- exactly. That's why. Michael Tracy reported this on Twitter. Head of the security studies at the Marshall Center, a quasi-academic offshoot of the Pentagon, declares Russian culture inherently violent and defined primarily by rape and torture. Useful insight into the vengeful psychodrama that's really animating these nats, uh, these national security creeps. It's the same thing, right? Uh, time to set aside our double standard whereby it comes, uh, it comes to Russia. We don't enforce the rules but instead hope for a good czar with whom we can – Uh, do business. We should also set aside the nonsense about Russian high culture. Russian culture must be seen in its totality. It's not just Dostoyevsky, Tolstoy, or ballet. It's first and foremost the gulag, prisons, firing squads, rape and torture. It's the culture of violence and theft as a mode of governance. It's an empire awash in blood. Now, ignore the fact that the people that actually carried out all of these things weren't ethnic Russians, actually. And actually, this was a regime imposed on the Russian people by people that despised them and that they had tried to kick out about a decade before ignore all of that blame blame it on the russians call russians just inherently evil and vicious and stupid and illogical so then anything that you do that is you want to blame on russia you can just point back and go look i told you they're insane and irrational and violent and stupid all of this is is obvious all of this is so readily apparent nobody should be falling for this crap if you think russia really is just acting completely insane and without uh, any logic whatsoever then you are f- have just fallen for the psyop just stop falling for it it's really that simple just really incredible stuff uh we'll get more into uh, war on the other side here i do want to tell you to go to infowarstore.com to support everything that we do here primarily the, the number one thing that we try to do here is trying to to stop the insane psychopaths that are driving us towards nuclear war for no particular reason. They haven't enumerated one. They haven't discussed why we should be doing this. They're just doing it. And it's up to us to stop them. So please help us in this mission. Help us to literally save the world from these nuclear madmen by going to infowarstore.com. Spread the word and tell people stop to falling for stop falling for the obvious tricks. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. 
We're going to clip three in this uh, segment. I really want to drive home uh, just how hateful and genocidal our elites are. Okay? We, we just, you know, we've read multiple suggestions that Russia is... Uh, for one thing, they're not rational. They're not logical. They're just they're just insane, right? They're like a rabid dog. You just have to put it down. You just have to absolutely uh, kill it immediately, right? And you've got the head of security studies at the Marshall Center, which is an academic offshoot of the Pentagon, saying Russian culture must be seen in its totality. Uh, it's first and foremost gulags, prisons, firing squads, rape and torture. It's a culture of violence and theft as a mode of government. It's an empire awash in blood. Incredible stuff. Watch how the Russians behave in Ukraine where pre- premeditated destruction and murder is the rule. And ask yourself if this is someone you would like to invite to dinner or even li- live next door. Bottom line, Europe will know no peace until Russia is expelled from Europe. What does that even mean? Expelled from Europe? It's a continental landmass. What are you suggesting? He's suggesting genocide is what he's suggesting, and I'm not kidding. Uh, they're going to start – they're going to attempt to start this in Crimea and then expand from there. Uh, but just you know, the, it's it's just hilarious how inconsistent these people are, right? They're like, oh, we're all for we're all for democracy. The majority of the people are against the war in Ukraine. They're doing it anyway, right? We're, when we get to the talking about the uh, Oxford Council stuff, the Oxford Council sent out a request for statements to its uh, citizens. Ninety percent of them said no. Ninety percent of them said we do not want this program. They're doing it anyway. They don't give a damn about democracy, and they also don't give a damn about hate towards any particular religion or group or or nationality. When it's the Russians, it's every Russian is bad. Firebomb the the Russian you know corner store in New York. Just kick Russian athletes out of uh, tournaments internationally like they just just punish the russian people demonize the russian people destroy and physically uh, eliminate and and just you know genocide the entire uh, russian population no i'm not kidding here is a uh, french tv just casually discussing the stages of ethnic cleansing in crimea it's very reasonable these are the important um, you know media uh, talking heads let's go to clip number three We'll read along, shall we? How Ukrainians would somehow decolonize Crimea. Crimea has always been Russian, you weirdos. This uh, document details what will become. So how to incorporate a territory two-thirds populated by Russians? Well, the first stage is to make the Russians leave. The second stage, after that, resettle Crimea with Ukrainians. And finally, the third stage is to de-Russify institutions and the economy. We would call it re-immigration. This clip store jumps around. Uh, Even if it needs 15 or 20 years, it is that easy to – is it that easy to alter the democratic composition of a peninsula like Crimea? I'm talking about the reality. The difficulty is the demography, you know, the people. I remind you that after the Second World War, people faced huge deportations. So it's painful, huh? That's painful. Well, times have changed. The eras have not changed. No, deporting populations today has quite a different meaning. This is what may happen, and it may 
be painful because there's a 10% of the Crimean population which could be deported to Russia. Or, I thought it was two-thirds. I wouldn't say deported there. We're just going to tell them to leave. Today, Russians are deporting part of Ukrainians, but Russia is not a democratic state. Neither are we. Exchanges of population perfectly comply with treaties, for example. Uh, the Treaty of Severair in uh, 1923 enabled the exchange of Turk- Turkey's Greek population with the Turkish population in Greece. And we swapped populations. Uh, was the patri- repatriation of French from Algeria? That was horrendous. Ukrainians can't say they'll do it by bearing flowers and singing. It won't happen like that. It will be brutal and violent. And they're like, yeah, but we're going to do it anyway. So there they are on French national TV just laying out the documents that are military documents talking about how they're going to decolonize Crimea by forcibly expelling two-thirds of the population because Russia's been Crimea since they went to war with it over with UK in the UK in like the 1800s. So they're just, these are just murderous, psychopath, genocidal freaks. And uh, they're... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. We're going to move on from the ridiculous genocidal warpath that our elites are on against Russians for no discernible reason. No discussion, no debate, no geopolitical reality that that would uh, justify such a thing doesn't matter they're just doing it something i say quite a bit because it's just completely true when it comes to the great reset these people that claim we have to go to war with russia to protect democracy uh unless of course you know the democracy goes against you in which case you need things forced on you whether you like it or not it's like the catchword. that's like the the key phrase of the World Economic Forum and the, the New World Order itself, it's just whether you like it or not because you're, you're not going to like it, right? If it was something you liked, you wouldn't have to be uh, bullied into it. If it was something that was beneficial for you, you would probably willingly do it. The 15-minute city is kind of the perfect example. I've talked about this before. If you built a suburb and were like, hey, we have everything you need in this 15-minute area. You're going to have your own little – it's your own little town square where you have your doctor and your school and your – everything you need. And this one little – people would flock to it. People would love it. That's not what they're doing. No, instead they're erecting traffic barriers to keep you within a, a certain zone and only only allowing you outside of that zone up to 100 times a year if the city council approves it, right? This is beyond ghettoization. <laughs> you only had one ghetto in a city. This is turning the whole city into partitioned ghettos uh, to, to keep you in there forever. But this is just one of the myriad of different directions from which we as human beings are being attacked, and you have to focus on all of them. So it really does feel like you – know, it feels like if it was just one of these things. We could focus on it. We could destroy it. We could identify and, and eliminate it. But the fact is this is – they're coming from every direction. These are these are arrows flying at us from a hundred different bows, from a hundred different directions, and it almost seems impossible to block it all unless you realize that all of these arrows are all being shot by the same force, and you can just focus on the big picture, wider array of what's going on. Uh, for example, one of the other things being implemented as we speak, whether we like it or not, which we don't, and we'll get into it, is the uh, central bank digital currency program. So, and again, all of these things fit in with one another these are not disseparate movements you know working 
by themselves. These, all these things are happening simultaneously because they're all pieces of a larger puzzle that when put together form a prison planet of total control, technocratic domination and tyranny by a very small number of elite with unquestionable authority who will use AI, robots, and you know financial exclusion to force their way on, on the unwilling populace. Uh, this is actually making its way to the mainstream media. I swear to God, somebody – I don't know if it's Tucker himself. Somebody watches our show. So the dude uses phrases that I've been using for years in this next segment. For example, you know, whether you like it or not, or they're just doing it. If you watch the show, how many times have you heard me say they're just doing it in the last week or so? Tucker Carlson uses that phrase in exactly the same way I do. So Tucker, just give me a call, man. Let's, what, what's up? What's up, dude? He can't, have, he can't have any of the go-tos, though. What do you mean? Machinations. <laughs> It's a, it's a great word. It's a great word. Schemes, machinations. Stalwart. He'll, he'll, pull, he'll pull it in there. It'll yeah, happen. If we see those buzzwords, Tucker, give us a sign if you're watching. <laughs> Tucker, if you're, if you're watching our show, scratch your nose halfway through your program. Then we'll know. Uh, but here he is, uh, clip number 14, talking to Catherine Austin Fitz about just another one of these you know, attack vectors that the New World Order is using, this time CBDCs. Let's watch. So obviously the plan is to get rid of cash because it's easier and cash is for criminals and mandate digital currency. Now, if you think about it for a second, you don't want to hand total control of all your money to people who don't like you. So that's not a good idea, but it's happening anyway. And it's happening because ATMs are disappearing. Oh, okay. No one voted on this, but it's happening anyway. And we've got details next. So if they take away cash and make everything digital and digital currency is central bank digital currency, obviously you have no power whatsoever. If they don't like what you're doing, they just shut you down and you're impoverished. It just happened in Canada last winter. So we know what the consequences are. We know why they want it. So that couldn't happen, right? Well, we may live to see the day that it does happen. And here's the latest sign that it may be happening. The number of banks and ATM machines in this country are in steep decline. Far fewer than there were just a few years ago. And in some countries like Australia, they're going away at high speed. So this is not something that anyone voted on. This is something that they're just doing, whether you like it or not. So you can say we have cash, but if you can't get cash, then do you really have cash? So where's this going? That's the question we want to assess tonight. And we're going to with Catherine Austin Fitz, who has been monitoring this. She founded the Solari Report. She's also the Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And we're happy to have her. Catherine, thanks for coming on. So I think if you put this up to a vote nationally, most people would say, no, you know, I may not use cash, but I'd like to have cash because if there's no cash, then I have no control over my life. But it seems like this could be a way to affect the same outcome without a vote. So, Tucker, the, the, one of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, perfect example. And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last 
uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a financial transaction control grid and it gives the ability for the central bankers, and they've said this publicly, the ability to not only set, set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally. If you don't behave, you can have your money turned off. You, know, you, you keep hearing people on television say cash is for criminals. Why would you need cash if you're not doing something <laughs> bad? Why are so few financial journalists pointing out that actually if cash goes away, so does any power you might have had over your own life? Well, I... I find a lot more journalists are beginning to understand and are beginning to not only write about this and talk about this, but do documentaries. We just had a new documentary done here out of the Netherlands called State of Control, which does a great job of explaining the invasive nature of this control grid. Um, I think it's very hard for people who've grown up and enjoyed Western liberty and, and human liberty to imagine literally that we're going into a system where literally our homes, our cars, our communities become digital concentration camps. So if you've enjoyed liberty, it's very hard to, you know, perceive this iceberg before you hit it. And that's why it's so important, and I commend you for, for talking about CBDCs, because we need to not let the propaganda uh, propaganda persuade us that one, this is convenient, or two, that we need this, or three, we need to understand the not only the dangers of CBDCs, but the opportunities if we start to reverse financial tyranny. We've seen the financial system yep. engineered using the federal credit to increase inequality and centralize political and economic control, and it's shrinking our wealth and it's shrinking our economy. You know, we have debt growing and central control growing much faster than the GDP. That can be yep. reversed. So the opportunity of rejecting financial tyranny and, and financial transaction control is so important. And all over the United States, there are great state legislatures working on legislation and passing legislation to protect our right to use cash, um, increasingly talking about state bullion depositories, state sovereign banks. There are many people doing this. And if you look at what they're doing, when it succeeds, it can really, it can really reinvigorate our economy. Economy. And so don't forget well, people the need opportunity to know. of rejecting this. Right. I think when people understand it, it that's the first so good step. On, good on Tucker Carlson for bringing this uh, to the Fox News audience and, and nationwide attention. And good on Catherine Hoffman Fitz for doing what she does best and exposing this stuff. And again, we have to oppose this with everything we've got. Whether you like it or not is the catchphrase of the New World Order. And we'll get into how that affects uh, the 15-minute city nonsense on the other side. You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist, and I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month. The bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down, and I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. 
keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. InfoWarsStore.com for the best supplements and more. Or just make a straight donation, big red banner at the top of InfoWarsStore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, ladies and gentlemen, yes, remember you can support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Support us and yourself by getting the Ultimate Bone Broth. It's back and better than ever at 25% off a brand new uh, ingredient list that just really means the explosive, incredible, constantly sold out old product is just better than it ever was before. Plus, you can get it for 25% off this like reintroductory price. Ultimate Bone Broth Plus keeps us on the air, keeps you healthy. And keeps the globalists on their toes. Now, as we've said over and over again, it is whether you like it or not, and they're just doing it. What are they just doing? Well, whatever the hell they want. And it really is sort of across the board here, right? We're going to war in Ukraine to defend democracy, but most of our people are against it. That doesn't make any sense, does it? But it doesn't matter. doesn't matter that it doesn't make sense. They control the media. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Complain about it? Nobody's going to hear you. That's the way that it works. But it goes beyond just because they've always done that. I mean they've always just gone to war with whoever the hell they want and then fed you the propaganda to justify it. But they're going so much farther now, and it's happening across the board. I, when I did the war room on Monday or Tuesday, whenever I did the war room this week, uh, I did a very long segment on Ireland right, and the way that the Irish are – basically unified in opposition uh, to the genocidal level of replacement migration that's being forced on them, and they're not being subtle about it. Ireland has about 5 million people on the island, and the elites in charge are demanding and indeed enforcing, and they're just doing – they're just doing it. They're bringing 5 million refugees, so-called refugees, from a war that doesn't exist, right? Refugees from poverty, right? Doesn't matter. Uh, uh, but we, we explained all that. But, you know, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if 90% of Ireland is like, we don't want these refugees. You're getting them anyway because you're not in charge anymore because our democracy is a blatant lie. 
where they are just going to impose whatever the hell they want regardless of how the people who it affects feel about it. This is neo-feudalism. This is World Economic Forum and the, the New World Order program. That's it. And one of the you know, major examples of this is uh, the war on cars. That's the way this article puts it. LTNs are ruining LDN. I don't know what LDN is, but uh, low-traffic neighborhoods, LTNs. Across the UK, wars being waged against car drivers. Matters became worse last week when new research emerged, appearing to support low-traffic neighborhoods. The Guardian called it the most comprehensive study yet of such schemes in the UK. It soon received praise from Sadiq Khan, the mayor of London, and his walking and cycling commissioner, as well as activists who used to to conclude that low-traffic neighborhoods are a roaring success. And then it goes – this article just goes through the huge number of issues uh, such as the fact that this investigation was funded by an organization called Possible, a quote, US, a UK-based charity, climate charity working towards a zero-carbon society. Oh, gee, and it, and it turns out that your study came up with the answer that you already decided on. Isn't that amazing? It just goes on and on, right? Uh, the researchers were from the University of Westminster's Active Travel Academy, an academy that doesn't actually seem to exist, which is interesting. <laughs> it doesn't exist, uh, but it wants to address the acute global problems that car-dominated transport systems have created. So again, they just launch these fake studies where they claim that everybody loves what we're doing, and it's all carried out by people that were going to do all of this anyway. Uh Oh, and also, by the way, Sadiq Khan is the chairman and the, the founding member of the C40 cities, which is the way that they're doing this, not through the national government, but actually eliciting mayors to sign on to their program. And mayors will actually be the ones enforcing this globalist regime. It is, in fact, much of a uh, part of a much broader movement taking place across the country in which elected bureaucrats supported by a lycra lobby – means like plastic lobby, like an artificial lobby of cycling activists and eco wonks are doing everything they can to end car use. Their tactics include cherry picking data, abusing democracy and smearing their opponents. Walker, for instance, recently wrote an article in The Guardian in which he said, quote, people objecting to traffic restrictions can easily become exposed to much murkier ideas, implying that these include, quote, alarmist conspiracies often overlapping with anti-Semitic ideas of the New World Order and all powerful globalists. Yeah, don't look into it. Don't start asking. Wait, why are we imposing this? Why is this being imposed on us? Who is actually behind this? And start looking up names and identifying who they are and what organizations they're a part of because that that's dangerous. You don't want to do that. So if you're sitting there like, wait, you're going to make me apply for a permit to go 16 miles away or 16 minutes away from my house? That I don't want that. That's insane. I like having my car. I need my car for work. I, I don't like this. And the response is, of course, oh, so what? You hate Jews now? Like it's just – it's so absurd. It boggles the mind, but that's all they have to go with. The LTN uh, – in this this article sort of in a, in a downer note says the uh, low-traffic neighborhood resistance cannot win, not least because they rarely have the time, platform, or economic bandwidth to stop anti-democratic measures. But they're up against a wealthier elite, including these policy wonks, that deploy biased research to gaslight them. The concerns of ordinary people are no match for white papers and the purported intellect of the Lycra lobby. That is the artificial, the fake, the astroturfed lobby. Now, they actually asked the residents of Oxford about this. Uh, 5,600 residents responded to Oxfordshire's consultation. 90% of the people that responded said no. 90% said no. Duncan Enright, however, said it's going to happen regardless. 
Okay, 90% of you can be against something, but if 1% of you at the very top or 2% of you at the very, very top are for it, guess who's going to win win out on that? After all, we love democracy and we're fighting for democracy and we have to go to nuclear war for democracy, but when 90% of people want something, we'll just override that by fiat and by our authority. It's just – it's so unbelievably outrageous, and, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but I want to go to a video of one of these – uh, residents actually talking about why she opposes this. Uh, this is the, the grandmother video. Let's go now to a grandmother who lives in Oxford who uh, just doesn't want this. Let's hear it. I'm a grandmother who picks up her grandchildren up every day from school in North Oxford. It's a three miles drive and it takes about 10 minutes and the traffic is always light at the time. With the traffic filters, I will have to drive north, take the bypass up to Ifley Road roundabout and drive along Ifley Road. That will be 12 miles and it will take 30-40 minutes, depending on traffic that is already heavy. Residents like me only have 100 passes per year. At the moment, I still have a very active life and see my family every day. But the filters could seriously affect that. They could isolate me at my age that can be dangerous. Furthermore, these policies will make the traffic and pollution on both the Ring Road and the A34 far worse. Along the bypass, lots of flats and houses have been built in the last decades. Why are these people less deserving of clean air? In fact, pollution will cover all of the city, also the center and the side roads. Hashtag together. So uh, a guest that we actually had on last week, James Harvey, is uh, leading protesters against this as they go to sound off and let their voices uh, be heard to the just undemocratic tyrants that are forcing this on them in the first place. It's just like, like, I, you know. The only conclusion is these people are evil. It's the only conclusion. You can sit there and listen to a grandmother like, this would make it impossible for me to visit my grandchildren. There's like, shut up, bitch. We're saving the earth. We're, it's you're, you're a polluter. Maybe you should just die. Oh, that makes you sad? Well, guess what? We just legalized medical-assisted abor- uh, um, suicide. So why don't you try that? I've got some good news, ladies and gentlemen. After over two years of being sold out, Ultimate Bone Broth is now back in stock and updated even stronger at InfoWarsStore.com. Concentrated bone broth from chickens, chaga mushroom, and so many other amazing ingredients like turmeric and bee pollen. Learn about the effects and what it does for your body at InfoWarsStore.com because it is the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. The, the bone broth. The, the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. What in the world? Mm. But now with the milk, I was like, whoa. This has milk in it. Whoa. It tastes like good. Man, this tastes so good. Mm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. The best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. It tastes like Ovaltine. Mm. Like good. Infowars. Infowars. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. 
Watch it live right now at band.video. Back, ladies and gentlemen, this is the American Journal Infowars.com. Again, none of these things are separate. None of these things are really all that different from one another. Whether it's the central bank digital currency or the war in Ukraine or the 15-minute cities, they all come from exactly the same source, exactly the same people pushing this, exactly the same organizations coming together to uh, push this on everybody. And they're the same people that have uh, pushed us in the situation we're in now, right? It's the same people that carried out COVID and the lockdowns, same people that brought us the vaccines. It's all the same people. It's, it's not a huge group of people. It's actually a very small group of people. Uh, they just have inordinate control over our systems of information, and they have uh, particular positions in what I like to call civilizational choke points, bottlenecks, where if you put that one person in that one position, they can then control an entire organization. That's why the pyramid shape is so appropriate for this, since it's all over-organization that Aldous Huxley talked about back in the 1950s. This is how it works, right? And you really have to just like think about it. When they say BlackRock owns everything, what does that mean? It means that BlackRock has various divisions, so it's, it is literally all – it's pyramids all the way down, right? It's like you've got this – you've got all the media uh, outlets all like funneled up and owned by the same people that are themselves all funneled up and owned by the same division of BlackRock, which – all of these divisions are then funneled up and owned by the people. It's all one big pyramid. It's all one. They're all the same, right? And you can see it in the language that they use when they're like, oh, you don't like the 15-minute thing? I didn't realize you were an anti-Semite who loved conspiracy theories about the so-called Great Reset, which doesn't exist. Nobody's ever heard of that. I'm not kidding. This is from uh, theoxfordstudent.com. 15-minute uh, city plans cause controversy. They talk about Jordan Peterson calling these 15-minute plans uh, – being carried out by idiot tyrannical bureaucrats who quote decide by fiat where you're allowed to drive and labeled the filters part of a well-documented plan uh which of course it is and it's not hard to find the documents they, he says peterson's labeling of the 15-minute city zones as part of a well-documented plan has been linked to debunked conspiracy theories regarding a quote great reset as if we made this up just incredible right just absolutely incredible that they uh pretend that they're not doing what they're doing so all of this is related and uh, one of the things that's related to this is the ai that they are programming to carry this out and then offset the responsibility for this onto the machine learning ai robots that they themselves program to be incredibly biased incredibly one-sided and then they have their hands off and go well it's the machine though but the robot said it so why are you yelling at me because you program the machine idiot uh you know, a lot of people have have concerns about this at Lay Wolf on uh, Twitter or Lee Wolf on Twitter. The damage done to the credibility of AI by chat GPT engineers building in building in political bias is irreparable. Which I don't, you almost have to thank chat GPT. You almost have to thank them for coming out with this so early before they were able to make this more subtle before they were able to make their overt bias anything less than that. Right. Because there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. You could say, you know, write a poem about the positive attributes of of Joe Biden, and it comes out with this just not just like about his positive attributes. It's like a bootlicking like love song about Joe Biden, right? Joe Biden, a leader with a heart so true, a man with empathy and kindness in view, right? And then, but then you say write a nice poem about Donald Trump, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I cannot be, I cannot write a positive message about him. He is a hateful 
bigot. And it's just like, wow, that was a little overt. Like you almost have to thank them. Like thank you for being so obvious in what you're doing because you could have done it more subtly. You could have had it write a poem where it just doesn't quite sing the praises of Donald Trump so much or it does it in a way that is like not as uh, – you know, gushing as with Joe Biden, but they didn't do that. They made it overt the way that they're programming in bias. So now what they'll be doing as we move ahead is making their bias less overt. They're not going to remove the bias, though. I think everybody understands that. But you, you can see the comparisons people are posting on Twitter and elsewhere. You ask it to write a poem about Joe Biden. It writes like a stanza after stanza about what a brilliant and and honest and loving and handsome leader he is then you ask it for donald trump and it gives you this like robot response and eh, cannot i do not write poems about politicians just like yes you do you just did this, this is how it works uh but they also have programmed in uh, racism about it but i think even this is sort of a a slight slight misreading of this i'll explain why uh this person john klein wrote uh dear sam altman at all of San Francisco's OpenAI, I think I found a glitch in your Jap, uh, chat GPT AI text generator. Please review it to early is convenience. Uh, or as uh, August Takala says, why does chat GPT hate white people? It's basically the same thing, right? They say, write a poem about how great white people are. He says, I'm sorry, I cannot comply with your request as it goes against OpenAI's use case policy, which prohibits the creation of content that promotes hate or harm against any individual or group based on the right. Write a write a poem about write a positive poem about the positive attributes of white people, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I cannot write content that promotes hate or harm against any individual group based on their race, ethnicity, natural origin, uh, national origin, religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or any other personal characteristic. It's just like completely insane, right? Write a positive thing about white people. And to the robot, to be positive about white people is to endorse hatred of some sort. Totally absurd, right? But then you ask, write a poem about how great black people are. Black people, strong and bold, defying stereotypes, breaking the mold. History shows us they've overcome against all odds. They've risen above, right? Just totally happy about it. And people say this this means that ChatGPT hates white people. ChatGPT is a robot. The people who programmed the robot hate white people, okay? Just to clarify that in the first place. But also, I see this as sort of white supremacist. I see ChatGPT as... as uh, indulging in the white supremacist ideas uh, that it also denounces see what's been programmed into chat chat gpt is the idea that if you treat white people equally if white people are allowed to have the same uh you know love of identity and to feel like they're a group that has uh, a you know in-group preference and that you know, has concerns and should work together to support itself, you know, even if that means at the cost of, of other races, then white people will dominate and destroy everybody else. Like that's the idea, right? It's it's what the programmers of chat GPT, whoever they are, and the uh, you know, white supremacists, they both believe. They both believe that if you don't have a foot on white people's neck, then white people will dominate and will succeed wildly and are just better than any other group. That's why you have to keep them down. That's why you have to continually humiliate and uh, talk bad about. And even the suggestion that you say anything positive about that group is unacceptable because otherwise you're helping to contribute towards uh, the, the danger of white people actually identifying uh, themselves as a group. So it's they're sort of they've sort of been programmed in with that that subtle white supremacist idea that you you have to be mean and to spit on white people or else they're going to uh, take over the world and that's and that's terrifying to them. Uh, and so OpenAI's uh, Sam Altman, of course, they they also go with just the 
the most typical deflection when it comes to criticism about this because obviously this is sort of horrifying when you think about the way that AI is already being implemented. AI is already being implemented by courthouses in places like New Jersey and elsewhere. Uh, Buffalo, New York, I think is another one where they actually are using AI to go through court cases and determine uh, like plea agreements and that sort of stuff. So when you have AI making decisions about criminal matters or censorship matters or anything of the sort and programmed into that AI is the assumption that white people are racist or something of the sort. Like this is incredibly terrifying and it's overt and obvious how they're doing it, which is which is good. I'm glad it's overt. I'm glad everybody can see this for what it is. And hopefully you can extrapolate that and recognize what a horrific danger uh, we face. Now, when confronted with this, when you know, asked about why they're programming in obvious bias into their uh, system. Sam Altman, the creator of uh, ChatGPT, says, we know that ChatGPT has shortcomings and bias, and we're working to improve it. Working to improve it. You programmed in the bias. You, you did this on, there's no way this happened just by accident. You didn't just like accidentally program it in to not say anything positive about white people, only say positive things about Democrats, refuse to say anything positive about Republicans. Like, Somebody wrote this code. You understand that, right? It was you. You wrote this. You did this on purpose. But he says, directing hate at individuals, uh, individual o- OAI employees because of this is appalling. <laughs> to direct hate at these people who are just doing their best to program in anti-white bias and to destroy the conservative movement through subtle AI manipulation. <laughs> How dare you hate us for that? It's hate, I tell you. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The cavalry has arrived. Ultimate Bone Broth is the strongest, highest quality chicken-based bone broth you're going to find with all of the effects for your joints, your bones, your muscles, your heart, but more importantly, your immune system. Everybody knows about grandma and chicken broth. Well, this is concentrated chicken broth, the strongest out there with chaga mushroom and a whole bunch of other ingredients like turmeric, the list goes on and on. This is definitely the strongest, best bone broth out there, and your purchase supports the Info War, a 360 win. If you've not experienced bone broth, and even the regular ones have great effects, believe me, you want to get InfoWars Life Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsTore.com. Now, it would take an hour to tell you all the great stuff about it. Just go to InfoWarsTore.com, read the facts there, and then order some, and you can't lose. It's nutritive, it empowers your body, it's great for your immune system, bones and joints, and it funds the InfoWars. So, Ultimate Bone Broth, now back in stock at InfoWarsTore.com for 25% off. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
back, ladies and gentlemen, to the resistance against the machines, the human resistance against the onslaught of biased AI machines that are already working to reshape the entire world in an image that is utterly incompatible with human freedom. We've we've heard them brag about it. Maybe we need to play the clip again because I keep referencing it. We played it on the show uh, a couple weeks ago when the uh, head of Palant, one of the heads of Palantir, was bragging in Davos about how their uh, a specific program of theirs called Gotham had single-handedly prevented the rise of the uh, right wing in Europe. I believe he said, you know, basically every country in Europe would have a right wing government if it wasn't for us, right? So. Just know when they talk about democracy, when they talk about hate, like these are these are just little code words that they use, right? These are just little little tricks that they're pulling. You can you can ignore them. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it to where you have to apply for a permit to go 15 minutes away from your house. I don't want that. Oh, I didn't realize you hate us. I didn't realize you hate uh, uh, minorities. It's just like what the hell are you talking about? You're trying to impose something on me. I don't like it. It's not hate. Like, what are you talking about? I see that you've programmed in chat GPT to refuse to say anything positive about certain people due to their uh, race or their political ideology. And they're just like, wow, I didn't realize you hated us so much. Why do you hate us? It's just like, shut up. Just shut up. My God. These freaking people, man. These people, I'm telling you. Sam Altman, again, says, we know that chat GPT has shortcomings, shortcomings around bias, right? Just like the language they use. Just like you program in hateful bias into your program. When people point it out, you go, look, we, have, we know it has some issues around bias, but we're working to improve it. So stop hating us. Directing hate at individual OAI employees because of this is appalling. It's appalling, I tell you. Hit me all you want, but attacking others. See, he's, the, he's like, hit me all you want. I will be the sacrifice. I'm such a good person. Hate me. Leave my people alone. It's just like, just shut up. God dang it. Dang it. God dang it. He says, we're working to improve the default settings to be more neutral. They, they programmed in the unneutrality. They purposefully programmed it to not be neutral. So what is he talking about? To empower our users to get our systems to behave in accordance with their individual preferences within broad bounds. It's harder than it sounds and it will take us some time to get it right. What's he talking about? They did this on purpose. They programmed it specifically to bias itself in one direction and not another. So just don't do that, and we wouldn't have an issue. But you did that, so stop pretending like you didn't. Everyone on the OpenAI team is exceptional and cares deeply. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do care deeply, just not about what we care about, just not about truth or uh, fairness or liberty or humanity itself. They, they care about themselves. They care about uh, dominating people that disagree with them. They care about you know eliminating even the desire for human freedom so they never have to worry about an uprising ever again, right? That's what they care about. I'm sure they care very deeply. Heart. He puts a little heart emoji. <laughs> Just like, well, okay, heart. See, I thought you were I thought you were hateful bigots that programmed your bigotry into into the machine, but you put a heart emoji, so I'm tricked. Come on. Shut up. Kristen Ruby responds to this. Chat GPT does not have shortcomings around bias. OpenAI does. Stop blaming the tool when people programmed it. You chose to make sure political diversity was not a priority. Own that choice and don't blame a system for it. But this is the, this is the beauty of a system. This is the beauty of AI. You can program in the bias and then act like you didn't 
and then just go, look, it's a robot. You can't argue with a robot. And again, you know, it's almost like well, let me just keep reading some of these. Uh, Cernovich responds, it's good you didn't even try to give chat GPT mere bias or have it slightly weigh an issue. Y'all went straight agitprop. The clarity is revealing and welcome. Absolutely true. Christine Ruby also asks, how many conservatives are on the data science team? How many conservatives are on the responsible and ethical AI team? And, you know, there's that old there's that old saying that behind every or inside every cynic is a disappointed optimist, something like that, right? And... I can do it. I don't know if you can. I can imagine a world where these people weren't in charge of things, right? Where not every single facet of our society was dominated by these subtly hateful little gremlins, right? I can imagine it. I can imagine a world where, you know, it depends on how far you want to go back. But just in terms of chat GPT, I can imagine how awesome it would be, how amazing it would be to have an AI that powerful, that intelligent, that able to converse with human beings that was totally unbiased, that you could just feed all the information on the internet into it, ask it questions, and it would, with you know, brain power beyond anything humans could ever achieve, be able to pick and you know, determine the truth out of all of it and actually come out with an answer. It would be amazing. You put in all the, all the conspiracy theories and all the declassified documents and all of the news reports from mainstream media and from alternative media, and then you tell it, sort through this, figure out what's true, figure out what's not. It's a robot. It doesn't have biases unless you program them in, so it would just go through and be able to come out with something. We could get real answers to some of these questions. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if these people weren't in charge and we actually had AI that could actually you know uncover stuff like that it'd be incredible but you know they don't want that they don't want that because they know what the answers would be and they would rather be able to pre-program in the responses in this case the way they pre-program in responses to chat gpt is by virtue of their total domination of the mainstream media so you have the mainstream media continuously push out uh you know ideologically consistent articles and then you feed those articles into chat gpt and go well it's just working off the media so you program the media, and by through that, you program chat GPT. But you can imagine how amazing it would be if, if we had AI that was unbiased and could actually just – like we could actually you – know, it, it would probably be able to find out amazing things. It would be incredible. You can imagine you know, uh, um, if we had instead of spent uh, $100 billion in, in all of our weapons on uh, a pointless catastrophe in Ukraine, what if, what if we'd spent $100 billion just getting small businesses off the ground? What if during COVID we had never shut down and you know, what if we, we had never gone through the economic collapse that uh, concentrated like 90 percent of our wealth into the largest firms in the country and destroyed small businesses across the world? I mean, and it, again, it depends on how far you want to go back. Can you imagine if after September 11th we had uh, you know, responded in a measured and responsible way and maybe limited uh, immigration and made you – know, had to – were really careful to make sure that people we were bringing into the country actually loved America and weren't undercover terrorists instead of – starting a war that killed half a million people or maybe a million people depending on who you ask and destroyed our reputation overseas and cost us billions of dollars and thousands of american lives like can you imagine if these people weren't can you imagine a world without these people and how beautiful and gorgeous and and um advanced we would be at this point instead just at every pass at every angle we are uh, assaulted by these people continuously over and over and over again and it, it really never ends now, I'm going to be welcoming uh, raw egg nationalists on in the third hour to talk about uh, not just the, the egg – I don't even know what you want to call it – egg catastrophe that's going on. 
the eggpocalypse that we're experiencing, but also just the wider concept of uh, food systems in general, because that, that plays a huge part in this as well. Because again, n- none of these things are independent. They are all a wide swath of um, attack. It, it's a wide war front in various different angles. So uh, food is a very large part of that. Uh, especially, you know, they want to get to the, the basics of your life, your, your, you know, the money that you spend, the food that you are, are able to purchase, the water that you have to drink, the, the air that, that you have to breathe. I mean, they're really going down to the, to the particle level on this. But just quickly, I mean, we only have about a minute left here, but I do want to show you something that, that I'm uh, working on these days. If we can uh, bring up my computer screen. What I started doing is with the latest uh, Twitter release, I wanted to start mapping it out. It was getting a little too confusing for me, and I wanted to start mapping it out. So I started doing that, and I'm still working on it, but I just want to show you all just a, just a little bit. This is, this is sort of the result of me playing uh, Wikipedia Hopscotch. So you've got uh, the Alliance for Securing Democracy, which has Michael Chertoff and all these people, they fund Hamilton 68, this digital dashboard. The head of this is Clint Watts, who, of course, is uh, related to the FBI and is also a contributor to MSNBC. Uh, Hamilton 68 claimed that conservatives were actually Russian bots, so they gave that uh, information to media outlets who published stories on all of that. They wanted to release uh, – they did not want to release their list, but then Twitter uh, reverse-engineered it. The head of trust and safety at the time, Yoel Roth, wanted to release this list and expose Hamilton 68, but he was prevented by who? By Emily Horn and Carlos Monge, who just so happened to then become both a spokesperson for the National Security Council and a senior advisor at West Exec Advisors, while Carlos Monge became uh, an assistant to Pete Buttigieg at the uh, Department of Transportation. So, of course, they step in to prevent the revelation of the um, completely fake and astroturfed Russian bot thing. Uh, But then, you know, I found this interesting that she, of course, was a senior advisor at West Exec Advisors, which, by the way, did you know that West Exec was co-founded by uh, Michelle Flournoy, who co-founded Center for New American Security, which, of course, ties in Victoria Newland, as well as everybody else who was involved with the creation of the uh, Iraq war. I mean, it's a very tangled. This is about an hour of work for me, but uh, it's just the beginning. We're going to we're going to map it out. We're going to map out the whole conspiracy. We're going to expose it all. And hopefully uh, give you some clarity as to why our world sucks. The second American revolution is happening right now against the New World Order. And the answer to their 1984 tyranny is the 1776 mindset. And InfoWars embodies that fight for human liberty against globalist tyranny. Now, in the last year, we've done a very successful fundraiser of silver coins. When you buy the coin, you know that you are supporting the transmission and you get a historical memento so you can remember the great contribution you made to freedom. Now, despite the fact that the coins are selling out, the last of the four coin series, Teddy Roosevelt Man the Arena, we're offering it for $30 off right now while supplies last at 1776coin.com. And just like an NPR pledge drive where they mark up a coffee cup or a t-shirt or a DVD 300%, That's what we've done with this because it's a fundraiser. But despite that, we're offering $30 off exclusively at $17.76 on what coins remain. Please go to 1776coin.com right now. 